What is the difference between a griot and a storyteller? Stay tuned to this episode of What Good and find out. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. This is your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and this is episode two, The Griot. Storytellers go by many names, and today we're going to talk about one of them. We're going to talk about The Griot. The Griot is an African storyteller, historian, praise singer, musician, and in reality, so much more. The Griot is an inaugural part of our history. In saying that, what I mean is that the Griot knew individuals down to their genealogy. So basically, on a DNA level, the Griot could tell you about yourself, about your parents, your parents' parents, and so on and so forth. They held the information about individuals as well as entire cultures. In order to become a griot, you were trained literally from birth because there was so much to learn. The more you grew, the more you knew. And it was said that when a griot passed away, it was like a whole library burned down. The griot was an advisor to the king and his royal family. They played the role often as a mediator, interpreter, negotiator, um, advisor, whatever was needed at the time. Because the information that they held, what they knew in heart and in mind was just so important. They held a very high place in society at the time. So when did we first hear about the griot. The griot was first identified in history for the historians who do the research and whatnot, that in the 13th century was the first time the phrase griot appeared and the explanation is very much the same as it is today. Somebody who was a repository of oral tradition, somebody who held important information that was literally generations old knowing the genealogy of people as well as cultures. And that made the griot very, very important. Now, as a female, you wouldn't be known as a griot. You'd be known as a griot. And back in those times, the griot was literally the person that was invited to the weddings and the naming ceremonies to sing and play instruments, as well as... um do tales through through music and song. However, nowadays on an equal playing field, the griot and the griot have the same role in knowing the information of individuals and cultures as well as um, playing instruments as a part of the craft. In the evening time, the griot would come out into the village or the 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 palace where whatever it consisted of and literally cry out, come here, come here. And 
young and old would come out to hear the stories. The stories were full of entertainment, laughter. It was quality time well spent, as well as learning about traditions and religion and politics and all of that were done um, through the griot. And then thinking more about it, stories are so important that it had the storyteller had to originate from somewhere. So what is the difference between a griot and a storyteller? Well, like I said, the griot knows about individuals on their whole genealogy. So your history, your parents' history, your parents' parents, so on and so forth for generations and generations uh, behind. And storytellers are those who learn the story and a preserve culture by sharing those stories with an audience, uh, both young and old, and the stories are both um, new and older stories. But for me personally, the treasures are the stories that have been passed on from generation to generation. I love the stories that are not written down but told the way that we share stories here by gathering together friends and family and just sharing in an oral manner. So today we have two great stories and they're both West African tales. The first one is called The Beaten Path and the second one is called How Chameleon Became the Teacher. So the first story is a very interesting one and I really, really like West African stories because they always have a lesson or two to learn. So let's get started. The Beaten Path. Once upon a time, there was one path from one end of the earth to the other. And along this path, there were villages and many things. And governing over all was the sky god. And the sky god had a daughter. And it was funny because that little girl grew up to be a beautiful princess. And it was time for her to marry. There was just one problem. No one knew her name. <laughs> the sky god decided that any man that could tell him the name of his daughter would be able to marry her right on the spot. Many men came and called names that made the sky god laugh because none of those were the name of his daughter. Others went seeking counsel from the elders and going far and wide to find out the name of the princess and all failed and all came back with names that were not for this princess. Well, there was one person that was very, very determined to marry the princess and wanted to know her name. So the spider was walking down the path and muttering to himself that he really wanted to know what her name was because he wanted to marry the princess and wanted to do it soon. And while he was muttering and talking along the path, the path spoke to him and said, well, I could help you with that. Well, wonderful. Tell me. <laughs> the path had demands. The path had asked for a dwarf, a python, and a few other things, and the spider agreed and collected the bounty and gave it to the path. And the path was grateful and decided to share the name of the princess. So he brought the spider closer and said that the princess's name is Mepen Sedusa. Mepen Sedusa. Well, 
Spider was grateful for the information and headed directly to the kingdom and asked for an audience with the Sky God. The Sky God entertained the spider thinking he too would not know the name of the princess and would fail like all of the others. However, the spider knew the princess's name. He clearly said the princess's name was Menpedusa. Menpedusa. <gasps> the sky god's face cracked. The joke was over because the spider knew the princess's name and now they were to marry. The sky god was so upset because he knew that no one knew the name of his daughter because he had taken her when she was born and walking back to the kingdom, whispered her name along the path and no one was around. So the sky god demanded to know how the spider found out her name and the spider refused to say. The sky god got so upset that he said, if you do not tell me the wrath that I would spell on this person, I will spell on you. So Spider caved and told the sky god that it was Path who told him the name. The sky god was so infuriated that he went out to the path and let out his wrath. He screamed and yelled and made waves and hit the path over and over and over again. And that is why there are short ones, long ones, swirly paths, dead ends, paths that run together, paths that separate, paths that lead in opposite directions all over the world. The sky god made it so he beat the path and beat the path and beat the path so that there were paths all over the world. The end. I hope you enjoyed that one. And that brings us to our feature story today. And that is how Chameleon became the teacher. Once upon a time, there was a crocodile. And this crocodile loved to sunbathe. He would splash in the water and then lay out stretched as far as he could on the riverbank, just soaking up the sun. And a chameleon would always perch himself on a branch near the crocodile and the branch would bend low so that the two could have conversation. Many an afternoon, you would see the two very deep in conversation. The two friends would talk about every and anything under the sun. They talked about family, religion, the world, politics, whatever. The conversations that good friends have, these two would have. One day, finally, Crocodile said, you know, Chameleon, you are my good friend. You should come to my house for dinner. Well, Chameleon thought about it, and the two agreed and set a date. Well, as the day grew nearer, Crocodile said, I will come up out of the water and you jump into my mouth and I will take you down to my house for dinner. Okay, they agreed and the date arrived. But somehow Chameleon wasn't feeling 100%, but he did want to trust his friend. So Chameleon perched himself on the riverbank and held a stick in his hand. Meanwhile, Crocodile was down at the river bottom in his house and he gathered his wife and his children and he said to them, Tonight, tonight, my friend Chameleon is coming over for dinner. 
And I tell you, you would never believe the delicacy in chameleon meat. But we shall all find out tonight as chameleon will be our dinner. And with that, Crocodile left his home and came up out of the water with a big splash, mouth wide open. And when Chameleon heard the splash, he threw the stick into the water and Crocodile chomped down onto the stick. Chameleon was so frightened that he scurried up the nearest tree and turned brown. He was shaking and shaking and said to himself, Oh, oh my goodness, could you imagine if I had jumped into the water, I would be at the bottom of Crocodile's stomach instead of the bottom of the river at his home for dinner. I can't believe my friend would do this to me. And the chameleon said, oh world, oh world, take note that caution is the mother of all safety. And that is why the chameleon walks very slowly and thinks about every step before it is taken and can often change into the color of whatever is nearby. The end. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Walk Good. And we look forward to you joining us again on Tuesday for a new episode as it is uploaded. From now until then, we give you blessings and most of all, walk good.